there is a lot more focus on the employee experience, kind of looking at what's the right profile, how we yeah. find those this talent, and then how we engage them and making sure that you know they grew through the through the operations and they take more responsibility. And also a lot of the technology investments at the moment are focused exactly on this, making the employee experience better. Welcome to Conversations That Matter, a podcast from Unifor. Here we explore the latest customer experience trends, sales insights, innovations in AI and automation, and more with well-known thought leaders and industry experts. Tune in and join the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Randy Kassar, and today we have an amazing episode with an amazing guest. We have Ivan Kotsev from Nelson Hall. Ivan, welcome. Hey, Randy. Nice to nice to see you again. Uh, thanks for the invite. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, we'd love to have you. Uh, you're across the pond over in the UK, and we'll just do a short little uh, intro on who you are and what value you bring to our community. So you are a CX researcher You've been at Nelson Hall uh, for some time, and you've been working uh, in the industry. Even had your first job as a contact center agent back in Bulgaria, and uh, you know we'll get into that. And uh, you, you know that's <laughs> good times. I, I love good that times. story. Good times. It was definitely. And uh, what was interesting in our in our prep call, uh, you said that you're right across the street from Wembley Stadium, which you know is one of the most world renowned stadiums for for, for football. And I uh, love, love that uh, little factoid about you. So, again, welcome. And, uh, you know, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, thank you. you. Ready? Thank you. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so first question that we ask our guests is, what is one myth about CX that you want to debunk? Now, this is something that is probably misunderstood within your industry. Uh, you know, you talk to a lot of companies uh, on the BPO side. You talk to a lot of clients. Uh and we want to know what is that one CX myth that you want to debunk today? Well, in fairness, there are probably quite a few uh, misunderstandings and <laughs> legends in our industry. But um, if I have to pick something that kind of goes across the, the BPOs and the clients, yeah. is this idea that you can actually reach a final state of customer experience? That you know, you can there's a target goal that you know, uh, with some technology, with the right investments, the right people, yeah. it can reach. And in fact, you know, it's such a dynamic space that we are constantly moving the goalpost as an industry. And also there's a lot of factors, including, you know, whether it's the competitors or the customers themselves that set up the expectations higher. And then once you reach that level, they set it high, even higher. So, yeah, yeah. You, you, can't, you can't reach a final state of customer experience. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, there, there is no utopia for CX, right? I mean, we all have goals in our business, but you're right. I mean, it, it it is something that takes constant practice, right? It's it's a continued, it's ongoing effort across the you know the entire organization, typically. But it's also not a single uh, goalpost that you can pass, and then you can reach a stable state. You know, there is a constantly uh, external factors that impact what we deliver to the customers. So we have to you know first adjust our uh, performance to the, the next level. But also look look ahead because things are yeah. coming left field all the time. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, so I reached out to you uh, on LinkedIn, and one of the main reasons is that we're uh, you know our company is heading over to a great event called the Call the Call and Contact Center Expo, and it's happening uh, you know the week of November twenty second. For those of you listening to afterwards, 
it's definitely one to to uh, to definitely go to. Um, and wanted to kind of you know first uh, understand a little bit about what you do at Nelson Hall and what Nelson Hall does because I think a lot of our audience perhaps doesn't know what you guys do. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so so I'm here in London um, working for Nelson Hall um, as a lead uh, customer experience research analyst. And what this means is that I talk to um, outsourcing providers, BPOs, uh, primarily in the front office, the customer experience space, and also talk to clients. We call them buy side, the companies that purchase these services. And we discuss yeah. different topics. I cover the market across, you know, uh, use of technology, you know, different work models, work at home, um, different locations, you know, onshore and offshore. And then all this information uh, is kind of presented back to the to the companies to, you know, for competitive intel to understand the dynamics of the market or just uh, understand, you know, what's what's been happening with, uh, you know, with the industry as a whole. So it's, uh, you know, I've been working for seven years at Nelson Hall. It's, it's a very exciting space. I mean, that's one yeah, thing that sure. I, I cannot complain is getting bored of what I'm doing on a, <laughs> yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I definitely can sense your enthusiasm. Um, you know, what got you into uh, customer experience? Like why, why did you dive into that specific uh, realm? I mean, you know, I guess we could go back to maybe when you first had your first job as a contact center agent, is that where you kind of got your passion for it? Yeah. So oh, it's, it's a little funny story. So, uh, I actually trained for as a journalist, and uh, I started working for a, for a telecom, like a state-owned, traditional, very legacy telecom in my home country. And this was uh-huh. way back. I'm aging myself here, but 2003, 2004, yeah, and yeah. the company was just got privatized at the time, and they were they brought a lot of international management, Americans, Irish, British, uh, uh, you know, managers, to kind yeah. of redesign and start from scratch the whole customer service department. There wasn't actually a customer service thing. So I got uh, I got started working there just by the fact that, you know, I spoke some English and I had, you know, good <laughs> math skills and then yeah. gradually grew through, through the organization, different roles, different responsibilities. Um, and I've been, yeah, I've been doing this for close to, you know, close to 20 years now. Um, 20 years, why? I've, uh, I've started working uh, with Nelson Hope in this specific area because this is kind of the all the industries that I've focused throughout the years. I mean, this is the industry that I've worked both in the in-house, so these captive centers in-house of the telco, then a, yeah. in a BPO, and now kind of sitting outside of the industry, looking into kind of how the uh, you know different companies are performing, how the vendors are selling their services, and what's been happening on the technology side. Because as I said, there's so many things that are uh, c- coming into play at the same time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Lots of things are changing. Uh, you got your pulse on on the industry, which is great uh, to hear. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, especially with your background, you know, we go, let's, let's dive into like the agent experience side. Cause I, I know things have changed quite a bit from 2003, 2004, when you were working to, to what it is now, of course, there's new technology, AI has developed. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of where things were and, and where things are, are now? Well, it's a bit of a bittersweet story, actually, because some of the some of the challenges that were in the industry 10, 15, 20 years ago are still here. So, for example, attrition. I mean, we we, we still have a very high attrition. Um, Oftentimes it's not seen as the most, you know, most glamorous job, glamorous job, most exciting thing to do. Uh, It's not a 
for many people, it's not a career to start on the floor of a contact center and then grow up uh, to the ranks. Um, so this this still persists in our industry, and there are many factors behind it. But at the same time, if you look at how, um, and talking now from a research perspective, how different yeah. BPOs and uh, client and their clients are partnering now, um, there is a lot more focus on the employee experience. Kind of looking at what's the right profile, how we yeah. find those this talent, and then how we engage them, and making sure that you know they grew through the through the operations and they take more responsibility. And also a lot of the technology investments at the moment are focused exactly on this, making the employee experience better. So as the agent is on their job, um, their tools to make them more effective, actually try to resolve the issue on the first call so they don't have to escalate. Um, And a lot of tools to identify kind of the sentiment of the conversation, assist the agent with, uh, for example, knowledge articles, feed them different, you know, suggestions next steps yep very familiar with that stuff i mean that's what that's kind of our bread and butter um you know in terms of kind of conversational ai and automation knowledge ai as well so i would say this this most likely the the biggest investment area in the long term for for our industry because if we look at the traditional model is how we scale operations well we add more people we throw bodies to the problem um how do we cut costs well we offshore we go to lower cost uh, locations but many of these solutions are not there anymore or rich kind of capacity so we can't really necessarily achieve labor cost arbitrage in many of the places uh, the right talent is not available or they come at a premium so yeah. th- now the solutions that we trying to find are how to enhance the, the staff that we already have how to enhance the agents that that we currently yeah. have yeah. Um, and, and just to, to make sure that our audience knows, uh, Ivan, you were not paid at all for this <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, particular uh, uh, endorsement or, or, or in terms of the technology. Um, but just to just be honest, like we did not pay. This is a, a kind of free opportunity that I reached out to you. So just want to make sure that. that no, I mean, understand. listen, I don't work with technology providers that much. I work with the providers uh, on the services yeah. side, but, right. but the focus is in this space and that there might be many different solutions for example one of the ones that are coming more uh, more often in the recent times is machine translation and yeah. there is a huge demand to leach this support these more expensive languages more rare languages and in order to do this at a you know in an efficient way we are adding machine translation uh, to assist the chats so there are a bunch of different areas that, that, that are go under the umbrella of um, agent augmentation. Right. right. Um, so with you working with outsource providers, uh, kind of curious uh, to hear from, from your perspective, how that industry is changing. So the BPO industry, how has it been changing and, and like, who are the major players now? Well, one of the reasons that I said it's very dynamic is within the industry itself, um, there have been happening quite a few things and uh, in the last years and even the last months. So uh, the top 10, top 20 providers that I typically work with, a lot of those names have actually uh, either been acquired, merged or changed oh, wow. uh, over the, the years, over these seven years that, I, that I've been with the company. Um, there are some major players that uh, like Teleperformance, uh, Cytel, Alorica, Concentrix, um, here in Europe, WebHelp, Majorel. Many of those brands have now reached a, a level that they are truly multinational. They support across the globe, oh, wow. and also they've uh, they've reached a scale where they start to invest into additional kind of adjacent services uh, to support 
the clients, the organizations with more than just the support side. So they'll, they'll look into gotcha. things like marketing, sales, how all these different departments uh, can be supported within a, yeah. usually a, one or two providers. And it's interesting that you bring up uh, kind of the other side of, of their business because uh, you have a particular research report that you're working on where you're looking for um, some feedback. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that research report that you're working on right now? Yeah, so uh, at the moment, um, so I, the, I covered the market from a different perspective. One is kind of more vertical focus on specific industries. And then one is more horizontal where, as I said, um, I try to touch on those CX adjacent service lines, so CX yeah. adjacent lines of business like content moderation and trust and safety. And, you know, some people might not consider this a CX particularly uh, area, but in fact, if you look at how companies are thinking right now, and I'm not just talking about social media, the, the large media companies, many yeah. of the consumer brands, media, many of the, you know, brands that, that they need to sell directly to, to the customers need support on these massive online marketplaces that we all know that we all use on a daily basis. And they need support there with filtering the content, filtering the, the, um, the products that they upload, making sure that the reviews are answered, yeah. uh, making sure that, you know, the information is accurate and there is no infringement on their copyright or there is no, um, you know, duplications yeah. of uh, entry. So there is a lot of uh, work to be done. And historically, this has been considered part of the marketing department, but many right. of those roles now are feeding into the more the CX space and the kind of the outsourced oh, BPO, yeah. And so what is this, what kind of uh, feedback do you need? What help do you need from our community? Well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking for uh, outsourcing providers looking to, to join the, the project. Uh, I usually, as I said, work with the, the global top 20, 25, 30 vendors, many of specialist, uh, specialized providers that focus more on the okay. content uh, trans content management side. So this will be useful, but also any of the buy side uh, clients who are interested in this space want to read more, you know, reach out to me and uh, we'll, get, we'll give you access to the to the insights and we'll give you access to kind of what's being collected over the next few months. Awesome. All right, we'll get your contact information uh, out there. We'll, we'll share that towards uh, at the end of the podcast. Um, but definitely uh, the best place that we know, uh, we wish you is, is on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm quite active on LinkedIn and Twitter. I, I publish a lot of the industry news. So every time there cool. is a merger or, or an interesting deal or actually the financials of those publicly listed uh, outsourcing providers, you know, I'll, I'll put some notes out there on the market. So, yeah, uh, nice. follow me nice. if, you, if you're interested in these kind of things. Cool. Uh, we'll do. I know I already do. Um, so let's kind of look kind of forward looking. Where do you see that industry, uh, you know, five years from now? Um, Kind of curious to get your take on that. Well, as I mentioned, we probably the, the the most lasting investment I think would be in enhancing the employee, um, whether when when they're dealing directly with the customer or the back end with a lot of these um, employee experience, because a lot of the learnings that we have from actually from the content moderation side, where people have to deal with this egregious content, a lot of the the best practices there are focused on wellness, resilience, training, kind of the mental yeah. well-being of agents. So there is That's a, super key. so all, all these things are now seeping in into the actually the relationship between the outsourcers and the their clients. Um, if if 
you know, um, I expect down the road, this will be part of the contractual terms, the way the relationship is going to be set up. There's going to be an yeah. element there that will say that on site, they're going to be a mental health uh, specialist. There'll be a hotline that people can call in and there'll be different ways to enhance the kind of the, the employee yeah. experience throughout their, uh, you know, their work. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, mental health is, is super key and super important. Um, I think you're right. It, it definitely will be put into contracts. Uh, it, it is, you know, there's going to be someone even in charge, you know, have that role. You know, is that going to be an executive? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Not yet. But it's definitely someone at the company, whether they outsource or whether they bring in-house to focus on, you know, employee well-being. That's definitely uh, key. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the organizations now start to think that you know, as you outsource your customer-facing um, people, yeah. you you need to provide the same level of you know experience, the same level of cultural alignment that you have in your in-house operations. So yeah. th there is a you know an effort on the on the clients to to make this happen and of, of course there is always the question of <laughs> financing these kind of uh, investments yeah. but i think the thinking is there uh, in the executives the thinking is there in the operational people who are actually going to manage the relationship who's going to manage the the staff on the floor so there is a lot yeah. of efforts i think going in that direction for sure all right uh let's get into some rapid fire uh these are some quick response questions okay and stuff in the past, uh, these have not been rapid fire. We've extended onto it, and that's okay. Um, but let's uh, let's start uh, doing that. So, one thing that we always ask people on the podcast is, especially for someone that's within the contact center industry, mm. uh, what is one person that, if you were to call a contact center, okay, and you, you had a challenge, you had an issue, and this was one person that could be a celebrity, musician, an artist mm. that could ease all your pains, that could fix your problem. Who would that uh, person be? This could be dead or alive. Oh, my God. Will I throw you off if I say that uh, it might be a machine, Hall 9000 from uh, 2001? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that works. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that, that is a first. We haven't had that. Sometimes we get some comedians. Uh, you know, but that's a, that's an awesome one. I love that. All right. Uh, next, uh, what is one thing not on your LinkedIn profile? Oh my gosh! Well, uh, uh, many many years ago, I actually worked in a radio, uh, not on the not as the voice, uh, obviously, <laughs> but uh, behind <laughs> behind the scenes, uh, helping with it was called a producer. So I was helping, huh? uh, you know, the DJs put the right uh, jingles and stuff. So yeah, that's not awesome. On, that's awesome. not on LinkedIn. <laughs> Not on LinkedIn. Well, hey, you know what? You know, you have a good voice for radio. I think it, it would totally work well now if you were to <laughs> Thanks, change Randy. jobs. Not, not really, but appreciate it. <laughs> I had to say that. Uh, sure. What's uh, one thing that you wish you knew when you started your career? Well, c coming from the other side, um, outside of the research, a lot of the, the challenges that I thought um, existed with outsourcers, existed in the relationship, are, are down to kind of easily overcome challenges. There might be something that, you know, just can be can be easily fixed. Um, and oftentimes this uh, outsourcing relationship requires so many different stakeholders, so, so many different moving parts within the both the, the client and the, and the provider that, you know, it's a far more complex picture that uh, that I didn't know it, it was the case when, before I entered the, the research, research industry. 
right? Um, you've traveled around the world visiting, you told me before, over 100 different contact centers. What's maybe one of the most uh, memorable contact center that you visited? And you don't need to name it by name, but maybe there's a particular country that you visited that was the most memorable that, where that contact center was located. Hmm. I have to think a little bit because in a, in a sense, a lot of those that I visited were a few years back. Uh, obviously, we, with, the, with the restrictions of travel in the last years, uh, many of the ones that I've seen have been, uh, uh, you know, have been two or three years old now. And in, in fact, these are these operations usually have changed. I mean, they have changed quite significantly. Um, so I've seen some great videos of ones that I want to visit uh, after the changes because uh, we are now moving to this hybrid environment where people work yeah. partly from home, partly from the office. And the way at least the leading outsourcers look into the into the space of kind of engaging the employees is they want to create these experience centers, locations yeah. where people want to travel to and want to kind of engage with, uh, with their yeah. colleagues. Yeah, so there are a bunch of those. Probably the one that I think uh, would be most interesting are the ones in Athens, in Greece. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to visiting Greece again and um, you know checking awesome. out those. Yeah, that's a great country. I've been there before. That's cool. All right, and uh, our last question on the rapid fire is: What is your best day? Oh well, it's it's usually spending time with with my family um, somewhere in in a warm country, <laughs> usually on a All beach. Right. <laughs> on a beach. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I ask people that a lot of them go towards work and they say, oh, if I had this, I have had this and I had this. But I think you're right. Like the best day is family. That's takes number one. I know you know, my family, that's number one. Um, but that's I know. Thanks for sharing that. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, well, thank you so much uh, for, for this kind of jam packed uh, information around agent experience, around your current research paper. Uh, and just kind of the BPO industry. I mean, it's, it's really fascinating, and I really appreciate you coming on today. You know, th thanks, thanks, Randy. And uh, you know, as I said, you know, if anyone is interested in this particular space, you know, do follow me. Um, you know, it's relatively narrow uh, research area in a sense, but uh, you know, we we dive, we dive deep <laughs> into it. So yeah, for sure. All right. So the best way to reach you would be on LinkedIn, um, and of course, we'll put a link to Nelson Hall's website on our show notes. Um, and then any final words. Uh, anything that you need from our community? These are contact center leaders, CXOs. Um, anything that you'd like to share? No, just maybe just just a message that you know. Uh, make sure that your uh, outsourcing relationships are you know uh, are well established. They, they're developed over the years, and you know, uh, look forward to um, kind of moving to the next stage of the industry as a whole, where we uh, we focus on the employee experience as much as we focus on the customer experience. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Take care. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Uh, and this is another episode of Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Randy Ksar, and we appreciate all of you guys that are listening in. Uh, if you want to help us out, make sure to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast directory. Also, rate and review us. Uh, just hit that star button if you're on Apple Podcasts or on any other directory. And without further ado, have a great day. And we'll see you on the next episode of Conversations That Matter. Take care, guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations That Matter. Subscribe to our podcast for more great content. And if you want to learn more about the topic we discussed, visit Unifor.com today.